Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Let's begin with my first guest today. She grew up just outside Navin. She's the daughter of a doctor. And we met her sister Kate, an ophthalmic surgeon, some time ago on late lunch. Today, Rosemary Coleman, a consultant dermatologist at the Blackrock Clinic, is on the line. Afternoon, Rosemary. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for taking my call. I'm just thinking, your dad was a doctor, two sisters. Was there anyone else, any, any other of the siblings involved in the medical profession? Uh, not the siblings, but I think there are about 30 doctors in the family, in the extended families. So my, oh my, <laughs> it certainly does. And, and was it your dad and growing up in that environment and with all those connections really that led you down this road? Well, funnily enough, it was actually my aunt, Anya, who is my mother's sister, who is a doctor, who was really interested in dermatology. And when she used to call out to our house, and myself and Kate were there studying, she used to say, one of you girls should consider dermatology. It's a great career. It's so interesting. So it was my aunt who stimulated my interest in skin disease. Well, the rest is history because I'm just looking at your resume and when I mention Addenbrooke's in Cambridge, Great Ormond Street Hospital for Sick Children, many people familiar with it, thousands of Irish people. Uh, you talk about the University Presbyterian Hospital in Pittsburgh in the USA, guys in London and then back here to Temple Street. My word, you have lots of uh, experience behind you. Yes, I was very fortunate. I had, I had a very interesting training. Now, going to all those places, obviously you're learning different aspects of what you do. And now you are involved in restorative dermatology. Will you explain to listeners what that is? Yes, well, when I came back and I was working in Temple Street, I was predominantly paediatric dermatology and I loved that. But that was about 24 years ago. And in those days, there were no part-time jobs and there were no job shares. So I started to have my own family and decided I wanted to see them growing up. And to go part-time, I went into private practice, whereas luckily nowadays things have improved a lot for women. So when I went into private practice, it just evolved that I started to do more and more laser therapy, filler therapy, and I also did some cosmetic dermatology. But in the last 10 years, what I have found is that more and more I'm applying these treatments to actual skin disease and not just cosmetic patients. So I coined the term restorative dermatology, and indeed our clinic is the Institute of Restorative Dermatology, where I work with six wonderful nurses. 
And what we do is we treat all the damage that has been done by the skin disease. So I liken it to the dentists who coined the term restorative dentistry. So we all know nowadays that it's not just a matter of going to the dentist and having your tooth filled. We don't consider that a perfectly healthy mouth. Mm. We realize the value of a healthy, fresh, beautiful smile. And they call, they call that restorative dentistry when you go for orthodontics or, you know, teeth enhancements, yes. etc. So restorative dermatology is whereby the patients come to us, we treat their skin disease, we get rid of their acne, their rosacea, their skin cancers, etc. But these disorders often leave damage. And what we can now do is greatly reduce the damage left behind, such as the acne scarring, the red faces, the broken blood vessels, the scars from surgery, from skin cancer, from trauma, and indeed other skin disorders or people with very severe sweating, etc. The, the treatments which evolved from the cosmetic world we're now using them all in dermatology either to treat the disorder or to treat the sequelae and restore the person's skin confidence and restore their skin to as good as we can and as close to how it was before their awful skin disorder. Isn't it terrific uh, yes. the way that has worked and the way you are putting it into practice today? You mentioned a word there, confidence. Is yes. that really the kernel with people who have gone through issues like acne, cancer treatments, etc., that you mentioned, that lack of confidence post the treatment? Well, you know, again, everybody is different and some people are more visual than others. Mm. So for some people, a tiny mark on their face can be devastating, whereas a massive scar won't bother others. But the vast majority of people would agree that they would far prefer not to have scarring on their face. There also tends to be this um, uh, tendency, Jerry, to think, oh, the boys don't mind. We'll treat the girl's acne or we'll treat the girl's scarring, but the boys are grand. My clinic is absolutely full of young teenagers who were very unlucky and got very severe scarring from their acne. And they love the improvement just as much as the girls. And in fact, in many ways, at least us females can use makeup to camouflage. Whereas unless you're David Beckham, it really hasn't become very acceptable to do so for the lads yet. You know, we'd have an awful lot of, uh, say, older men in particular. It's fascinating, the number of older men, like in their 70s and 80s, who come into us with red faces, red noses, broken blood vessels, the typical Celtic complexion whereby they say, everybody thinks I have a bottle of whiskey in my back pocket, and I don't. I've just inherited this disorder, rosacea, from my parents. And while the drugs that we use, and luckily we're in a position to both treat the medical condition and the sequelae, the leftovers, the drugs we use will get rid of the inflammation, the lumps, the bumps, the swelling, the pain, but it won't get rid of the broken blood vessels. So we can get rid of them very easily with laser treatments now. Isn't it a fact that I can recall in my own growing up over the years to see people who lived with this? And especially men, you're so right there and they didn't do anything about it in the past. But you're telling us today that really is changing. Really changing. And, you know, I'd say it's 50-50 male and female coming to our clinic for laser therapy. And more and more men, I think it's become far more acceptable for men to look after themselves 
and indeed it's expected. And a lot of professional men, when they're hitting, you know, middle age and the young guns are coming up behind them and they're confident and they're, you know, they're young and their skin is great, the men are coming in saying, look, you know, I just want to look my best. We very much uh, specialize in not changing anything. We're just restoring what has been lost. We're not trying to give big Love Island lips and cheeks. We, we don't go for that artificial look at all. The work we do, we pride ourselves that we don't believe people can see the work, but that they can see just somebody looking very well, but that they can never put their finger on it and say why. And that's really the, the effect we, we like in our clinic. I know different clinics have different aesthetic eyes, but that's ours. The numbers you mention are, are great, and it's 50-50, male, female. I'm just wondering, uh, from your time and, and what you've seen and how this has evolved with numbers and the treatments, allergies, are you finding more and more people, is acne, what I'm trying to say, is acne or rosacea more prevalent today than when you began? Um, I don't think it's necessarily for acne and rosacea. Personally, well, rosacea... No, it's not more prevalent. It's certainly more prevalent in my practice in Ireland than when I was in England and America because it's called the curse of the Celts. And when I was in America, if somebody came into the department with rosacea, they called in all the juniors to see it. Whereas in Ireland, I'll see a dozen cases a day. So it's just very prevalent here. Acne is on the increase worldwide and particularly adult acne. And it's the number one skin disease worldwide. So people tend to think of acne as a teenage disorder when in fact, the vast majority of people I see with acne will be middle-aged people, particularly women. And it's partially thought to be increased due to the change in our diet. Uh, We have higher calorie diets, a lot of dairy produce, but also the increase in stress, that people are living under greater stress. And of course, that increases your steroid hormones, etc. And that can contribute. So Yes, acne is on the rise, but I think what I really noticed, Jerry, is that people's expectations are far higher now. So we're living in a culture of the selfie. People spend all day, or the youngsters, taking photographs of themselves. So they've become far more aware of their appearance, and they analyze their appearance. And they will literally come into me with a filtered photograph on the phone saying, I want to look like that. Um, I want my skin to look like that, which is just with a filter. So people are far more aware and therefore skin disease appears more prevalent. It's not probably as increased in numbers as it might appear. It's just more attention is given to it. Just like years ago, people had crooked teeth years ago, but nobody was getting braces. Mm. Now it's quite unusual when you see a youngster with crooked teeth because you just assume that they will get braces, don't we? You do indeed. And you know those youngsters, just back to that for a second, that come in and present you with this on their phone. Can you work it? Can you do it for them? If they, you know, are you a, a, a magic maker? Well, I am indeed, but I usually say the wand is out today. You see, they usually want it, but they don't want to do anything to get it. They mightn't want laser, they mightn't want creams. Some youngsters can be quite unrealistic, but really, if we sit down and chat to them. Now, by the way, I do not believe in treating 18, 19, 20-year-olds or changing their appearance. I will certainly treat them for all medical conditions, Mm. acne scarring and anything medical. But there's a dreadful tendency out there for youngsters to want big lips and to change their appearance and to have Botox at 20. 
I, I personally think that's outrageous and very unethical because their faces haven't even developed till they're 25, 26. So the idea that you would actually start to alter a face that hasn't even been developed, like, where are you going to stop? Yes. You know, there's no doubt about it. We're aging since the day we're born. Sometimes the, the teenagers who see me for acne, they'll say at the end, now, you look, I'm in here now, so what can I do anti-aging? And I say, I have just the cream for you. And their eyes light up and I say, sunblock. So sunblock is the ultimate anti-aging cream. And if I can get an 18-year-old to use sunblock properly, they truly will retain amazing skin. Now, now, while you're on that, this is, brings me to another point, because I've, we've been receiving the bulletins from the Construction Industry Federation, from the Irish Farmers Association about skin cancer, you know, outdoor workers and those sectors uh, in the numbers of skin cancer diagnoses each year are, are high. And that's why they're onto this at this time. Are you seeing a lot of this? Yes, the skin cancer rate in Ireland is soaring. It really is. But it's interesting you say outdoor workers. There's a funny sort of paradox there that outdoor workers who get sun all the time, their skin actually gets thickened and hardened. The office workers who are in all day and then go out for that blast at lunchtime, right at the the worst time of the day when the UVA index is at its highest, they're the people who are actually getting more skin cancers. And the other thing that I find none of my patients seem to know is that the UVA travels through glass travels through cloud, travels through the window of the car, etc. So people who are indoors, I, I, I see an interesting phenomenon, and indeed I only saw it again last week, whereby somebody will have very severe sun damage down one side only. I had a lady in yesterday, and I said to her, were you a teacher? And she said, I was. So the primary school teachers who sit at those windows, do you know the way the primary school yes. teachers wouldn't move for, say, 18 years? They, mm. their, their table will be in the same place. <laughs> Whereas the secondary school teacher will move around. Yeah. So they'll sit there with those big windows, the, the way the, the schools were designed in the 70s, with the big windows all down one side. And I have had a number of them who have had skin cancers just down that side because of the UVA coming through the window 365 days a year. Isn't that interesting? My word, you are certainly making me sit up in my chair here and listen to you. You know, those atypical office workers and how many people do sit inside windows or do drive in vehicles. You know, I'm sure it's the same with the glass in a car as well or a lorry if you're working there. Well, that's it. And even airline pilots. So, for example, the windscreen at the front of the car, it does depend on the brand of the car and the model. So there's no exact figure. But the windscreen at the front of the car, on average, will protect you about between 80 and 90 percent UVA. But the windows to the sides are only, on average, 40 percent. So you're getting an awful lot of light through the window. I always say to people to keep a sunblock in their car so they never get caught. A lot of people will, who drive a lot, their hands will get very aged. There's a, a product that you can buy on Amazon for just oh, 13 or 14 euro called Sunblocks Gloves, S-U-N-B-L-O-X, gloves. And they're fingerless gloves and they're flesh-coloured, so you don't have to look like Madonna or Prince or something driving the car. Um, with your gloves, but it will protect your hands if you're somebody who does a lot of driving, say you're a rep or, or you're a driver or a lorry driver, you know, you can protect your hands while you're just driving along comfortably. So I also get people who say to me all the time when I say, have you your sunblock on? They say, no, I, I'm not going out today. 
And I say, well, I'm not sitting in your bedroom. I say, you drove here, you were in the car, you're sitting in the, in the uh, window in your kitchen. If you've a lot of glass in your window in the kitchen, you're getting UVA all day, etc. So the window is very important. The sunblock, just to, uh, and I, I know you mentioned, you said to, to youngsters, go and get your sunblock, put it on, it's the best thing you can do for your skin. What are you talking about, Rosemary, in an Irish context? Now, these last few days, it's been unbelievable. The heat yesterday evening, I'll never forget it, uh, and the sunlight. What's the minimum you should be uh, applying? OK, well, firstly, you've mentioned a very good word there. You said in an Irish context. There's a very high tendency for people to think that our sun is weaker just because we get less of it. Mm. In fact, in Ireland, we've got the 14th highest rate of skin cancer in the world, which if you consider we get so little sun or certainly reliable sun, that's amazing when New Zealand is the top and then Australia. So the Irish sun has a very high UV index. And I actually had a patient in from Mauritius the other day who said, you know, I sunburn in Ireland far more easily than Mauritius. The sun is much gentler there. So let's not um, uh, underestimate the strength of the Irish sun. Um, It's important for us to remember that um, it's our fair skin type in Ireland that makes us far more susceptible than other nations who have darker skins and more melanin. And also, in Ireland now, we're travelling an awful lot. We have an ageing population. People still insist on using sunbeds. And we have quite unhealthy sun practices. So the minute people see the sunlight, they think, oh, well, I have to get out for a while. So what I would recommend, my philosophy is that you should use sun protection uh, 365 days a year. And I think the easiest way to do that is to have a factor 50 in a moisturiser. Because everybody will put a moisturiser on in the morning, certainly all women will, and we try to train the men. And if you put a moisturiser on every morning, um, that's just, as I say, you don't look out the window before you wash your teeth to decide, will I wash my teeth today? Is it sunny? What sort of weather is it? It should be as automatic to mind your skin. And um, I would recommend a factor 50 because studies have shown that the average person puts on so little sunblock that uh, when you apply a factor 50, you're actually only getting a factor 19.27 because the amount is so little. So to get a factor 50, you'd have to be putting on a full teaspoon on your face, and most people won't do that. So the highest factor, at the end of the day, you might get a factor 20. And then if it's that it's a beautiful uh, day and you're going to be out at lunch or you're going to be active and go out walking, you need to reapply. So the sunblock really only lasts about two hours uh, in, in, in reality. Right. And that's fine when you go to Spain or Portugal and you have nothing else to do but sit by a pool and keep reapplying your sunblock. But what people forget in Ireland, if they put it on at 8 o'clock in the morning and they come in from work, the other night it was really hot at 8 o'clock in the evening, uh, you have to reapply before you go out and do your activities. Just before we finish, we've a, a couple of minutes left to, to chat. You mentioned something there about that you won't, you know, when you get teenagers coming into you looking for this, that and the other. Is it a factor in Ireland that there are rogue operators? You know, look at your credentials and where you operate out of as well. Are there people who do this for youngsters? Oh, absolutely. It's shocking. And there are clinics who will actually entice the youngsters who they believe are what the, the new modern term influencers. And they will give them breast augmentation and big lips and Botox and frozen faces. I have seen it with my own eyes. And they will give the 20 to 22-year-olds these treatments just so that they will then 
blog and Instagram and advertise the clinics. It's going on all around. And these are often clinics. They're certainly clinics without a dermatologist. That I can absolutely guarantee you. But they are clinics where there's a very strong commercial interest rather than the patient's primary uh, outcome. Interesting and, and, and a warning there for people as well. Rosemary, I have to leave it there today, but I issue an invitation to you down the road sometime in the future. Come in to me and we'll talk longer because you're such an interesting woman. You really are. And uh, it'd be great if you could do that. I know you're busy and busy at the moment, but please, God, we'll arrange that sometime down the road if that's OK with you. Thank you very much, Jerry. It was a pleasure. Not at all. And do say hello, would you please, to your lovely sister, Kate, and uh, we send our regards. I will indeed. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Rosemary. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Rosemary Coleman there. She is a wonderful, wonderful lady operating out of the Blackrock Clinic. Didn't she speak some real sense there? There's an awful lot in that chat there that we could all take on board. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.